Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Theme Park Loopy podcast. And today we're joined by Dan and Brett. And this is part of the Going to Orlando series, a series by Theme Park Loopy about, surprisingly, going to Orlando. Brett, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Not too bad. A little bit tired, but not too bad. And Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, all good. I think it's because we we always do these on a, a Sunday night, so we're always just exhausted by default, aren't we? We need to do them on like a a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, we'll be pretty energetic on a Saturday morning, won't we? Um, this Saturday morning, I actually went to the gym, so that was uh, a little bit different. So uh, see, that proves, and... proves my point. Who's Jim? <laughs> it's a local gym near, near me. Um, I did a group session with a couple of people, did a bit of uh, lifting weights and some other bits and bobs. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm still hearing Jim as a person in my head. So it was like, oh, there's a local guy called Jim. You know, we all did a session with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all went to see local Jim. This is Ro- devolving into aeroplane, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't call me Frank. Don't call me Frank. Right, okay, so um, the plan is this is going to be a reasonably short and sweet episode, but basically um, you'll know that we've done a couple of episodes so far where me and Dan or me and Sam have talked about going to Orlando. Now, uh, Brett hasn't been out to Orlando yet, but he is planning to go out, hopefully, uh, sometime soon. So what we decided to do is that Brett would basically quiz both me and Dan on trip planning and, you know, what to eat, what to see, and uh, maybe critique some of uh, the plans that Brett has already put together, perhaps. So I'm going to hand over to Brett, and then we'll go from there. So it'd be a bit of a relaxed, informal chat on uh, this recording. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I've been wanting to go to Florida for forever. And it's just always something that has been completely out of my price range. But every single year, I have like three or four friends that go, oh, I'm uh, I'm going to Orlando this year. Like, you went last year? They went, yeah, yeah, I'm going for two weeks. We're doing uh, um, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights for a week, uh, all that. And I'm like... But you're not, you're not a millionaire. So how are you managing this? And uh, they go, oh, um, yeah, we go. It costs like two grand, and that that just baffles me. And I have never been able to work out how people are able to consistently go year on year to Orlando for a week or two and and not spend twenty grand. Yeah, I mean. It is possible to go for, well, I wouldn't say it's cheap, but it's possible to go on a, on a kind of budget. But you really have to compromise on where you're going to stay, I would say. You probably have to pick a pretty cheap hotel, probably not even, you know, in the busy parts of International Drive. So somewhere potentially a little bit out of the way. Ideally, what you do is pick a hotel that has a free shuttle bus, at least to Universal, because that'll save you a little bit of money. Uh, you can also get the iTrolley, which is, I think, like a dollar each way, or you can buy like a ticket for something like $15 for the week. Uh, that can get you down to uh, SeaWorld. And then you can actually get down to Disney World on the bus, on the Lynx bus, uh, if you want to do that. And that's a pretty cheap way to get down there. So really what that comes down to then is, yes, you can get a pretty cheap hotel. I mean, I think 
you can get some hotels that you know you'd be paying about forty dollars a night, something like that. So so then the other expense would be obviously getting your flights. I suppose if you compromise on when you're going to go and where you want to go from and who you want to fly with, sometimes it's cheaper to do a bit of a, a route that involves going to Iceland and then from Iceland down to Florida. Uh, I think Norwegian used to do some cheap flights. Obviously, the flight, all in all, will take you something like 15 hours, you know, rather than nine hours, you know, something like that. Um, so that's possible. The only thing you can't really do cheaper, though, is the park tickets because they are really expensive. Um, me and my wife have booked tickets now for uh, Disney World, and they do a seven days. Uh, well, it's, it's seven for the price of seven days, you get fourteen days. And we've also bought uh, Universal Studios, uh, Universal Resort Orlando tickets for two weeks. And all in all, for both of us, that's come to something like £1,700. So that's nearly £2,000 just for the tickets. So, perhaps... so that's for two weeks of both Universal and for and Disney. Disney. Yeah. So it could be possible if you just wanted to go and, okay, I'll just book... Uh, a couple of days at Universal, a day at SeaWorld, a day at Disney. I, I don't know, maybe. But uh, value-wise, it just wouldn't be worth it because you pay so much for a day Disney ticket. Uh, it just how makes much, more sense. How much know. is a ticket? To, like, say I – can you – this is, baffles me. I had someone tell me recently that you just can't really buy a day ticket to Disney. Like, it's really difficult to even find how to do that. No, you, you, you can do. You just need to, like, get it all. Because you, you can't just walk in on the day without having, like, booked in your park, because uh, that was one of the, the things introduced post-COVID. Um, but you can do it. It's just really expensive. Like, day tickets are the most expensive way to visit the parks. Um, sorry, if you can hear the, the snoring in the background, it's my, my pet pug who's passed out by my feet. Um, I think it all comes down to expectations, doesn't it? Like you, you can definitely do like a, an Orlando slash Florida holiday on a budget, but for for that you're giving up a lot of a lot of the sort of the things you might take for granted. So like you'd have to be very very organised. You couldn't just ad hoc turn up and expect a, a cheap trip. You'd need to be militantly organised. You'd need to have made like sacrifices. Like you can't just eat in the parks all the time. You might want to bring a packed lunch. You might want to like make your own meals in an evening. Instead of going for a cheap hotel room, you you might go for a for maybe like a villa, like a, a reasonably priced villa, and try to go with enough people where it's affordable. And then if you all go together, you can share costs in different ways for like food and and stuff. Um, so I guess like. But for me, that's not necessarily. I don't really want to go to to Florida and have to, you know, not eat in a park because I'm on a really, really militant budget. That doesn't sound all that appealing to me. I'd rather, you know, not go every year, go every two or three years and do it well. Um, and also, if you've got kids, it would be a nightmare to do it on a on a strict budget. Uh, but you, you can do it, and lots of people do enjoy that. And I guess it's like a it's, it's a bit of a lifestyle choice. Yeah, I think I I watch. I, I used to. I, I've stopped recently. I, I don't know why. I think it's just out of being too busy to sit and watch YouTube all the time. I used to watch, and I don't know if you've seen it, is is Disney Food Blog. Now, they it's a girl who just talks over a load of random stock footage of Disney, basically. 
but talks about your top 10 hints on how to weep in the best ways or or all these different things. Or what the top 10 things to do here this is this this is the best hotel stay in this is what you do and and i find it fascinating because i'm watching it going oh my god this this at one point i started making notes going okay right and then i watch the next video and i'm already eight pages of notes in and i'm like i physically could not do all of this stuff um and this is just for disney parks and then you kind of get this sort of uh almost this kind of glamorized rose tinted glasses version of your stay in florida um that is in the gl- the grand floridian um overlooking you know overlooking the parks in these um, in amazing rooms and 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 mickey mouse is at your door every day and and things like that and it gets to the point where you go you probably could have a very similar experience to that but at that point you definitely are not on a budget like we are talking a lot a lot of money at that point you know what's not fair about disney food blog so i always assume this woman the you know the, the narrator would be like massive would be morbidly obese because every single like she, she she she's eaten everything it's amazing but we googled her and she just looks like a normal average person she looks oh. quite healthy and i don't think that's fair personally <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what she's doing but i'm well known for the same reasons on my youtube show i literally get given cakes and snacks endlessly forever because people just see me eat on the show all the time but i always just have snacks uh so yeah people kind of actually see me and go how are you how can you do that i guess i'm not doing it all the time yeah i mean so i mean what some some families have some really good um you know money saving tips you know um i think most of the parks you can take a bit of a picnic in you're not allowed to take coolers in or big bags of food and things like that but you can take snacks in you can get free water pretty much anywhere um in all the parks if you ask uh, behind the counters they'll give you free water one top tip one family does is they'll get those little squeezy bottles of squash and then they'll get some free water and then they'll squeeze in some squash with those squeezy bottles so maybe that's one way of making it you know taste a bit nicer for the kids um but yeah i mean so if someone said they were going to orlando for two thousand pounds i think the only way that would be possible is if like dan says they were were sharing a villa maybe with like eight other people or something and so their share was you know a couple of hundred pounds or something um because even with flights probably the cheapest you'd be able to get a flight to orlando probably these days is, is probably about six to seven hundred pounds i would i would say so yeah so i think that would be tricky um i mean i think i think we got a reasonably good deal um for 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 us we booked a package through uh 2a and to be honest i kind of find that doing a package is is usually the most cost effective way of doing it uh, in the end because otherwise you have to book a hotel and then you've got to book the flight separately and then you've got to worry about well, what happens if the flight gets cancelled and then i've got to change everything so i like having the peace of mind that, that i've got a package so um but if um you know if you did if you were able to get out over there what would you say what would your plan be in terms of going to the parks you know which which parks are you most interested in i 
would love to spend a significant amount of time in the Disney parks. Now, I know that sounds weird coming from someone on a like a roller coaster theme parky sort of podcast, but I've always been absolutely fascinated by the just the little intricate things that are at Disney parks that I would love to spend a day, probably not even going on rides and just going around and exploring and and experiencing the park properly. Um, Things like that is is what I would like to do. A lot lot of people would assume I'd be at at, at Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, and that would be incredible to go. Not a chance in hell with my job would I ever have the time to do that. Um, But I think stuff like that would be really nice. One thing I'm not bothered about going to would be Epcot. It's it's not really a a park that seems to interest me that much. It doesn't offer much that I think I would enjoy over spending an extra day at Magic Kingdom or something like that. Um, as for the likes of SeaWorld and you know the the bigger coaster parks like um, Bush Gardens, Tampa, you kind of have to go, right? You you can you go to Florida as a roller coaster enthusiast and not go to Bush Gardens. Well, you say that, but I'm not planning to go to Bush Gardens in September. That's because so, you're weird. Uh, you've got to get. You've got to go. If you don't go, Ryan, I'm gonna. Well, just, I'm not gonna be happy. I'll hunt you down. But in fairness, I did go last time, um, so I have been. But the, my reasoning for for not going is that I really struggled um, last time with. I just didn't have enough rest days. I just didn't have enough rest. Um, I just did park, 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 and then just got so tired that I just couldn't do anything or enjoy anything. So I'm trying to be a little bit more restrained this time, you know, have a few more pool days, you know, have some half days in the park. The thing is, we're going to Bush Gardens is it is quite far. Tampa is quite far from Orlando. Um, and the best way of doing it is probably getting the free coach, you know, if, especially if you're on a budget. But end of the day, you sat on a coach for, you know, a couple of hours. Um, also, it kind of restricts your time in the park a little bit. Um, I think the coach does go quite late from the park, uh, but still you're restricted by by that. You could hire a car, but obviously if you're on a budget, that doesn't make sense. And hiring a car seems quite expensive at the moment for some reason. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm not going to Bush Gardens personally. And I would say if you go in for two weeks, especially if you go in for 10 days, be really, really careful about your rest days. And and so like I was saying earlier about compromising on a hotel, you really ideally want a hotel that you can relax at. So at least has a bar, maybe has a pool, something like that. Do think about that because you do need to have somewhere to relax because you will get tired. So just something to be careful of. Yeah, we, we found the rest day thing as well because we, we go like – every every few years and we always don't plan enough rest rest days like we always have one and i think ideally you need to and you need one quite near the start like if you've had a traumatic time getting there with kids like having a day just to settle in is probably a good a good plan uh, if you're there for a few weeks yeah one thing i don't think i would ever do is is go to florida with kids i know that's that's not doable if you have your own family um but yeah that is something i i would never <laughs> ever it's too do. late for me <laughs> yeah, uh, not a chance. I I would I would be the selfish person that goes. There's no way I am I'm paying for for that little thing over there to just cry for two weeks. No, uh, <laughs> I think it's it's fair enough because I mean to be honest, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can't do as a parent. You know, you can't go out drinking in an evening. You can't 
you know, you, you can't go off to a lot of the evening events full stop because of the, uh, the the kids needing to get to bed. So you do you do make some sacrifices if you if you've got the kids. You can't you can't do everything in the parks, and it can be a shame sometimes, especially with like horror nights, because uh, it's it's been on three times I've been there, and I've only been able to go once. Um, because because of parenting, so yeah, you do miss out on a lot. Um, what you were saying earlier, Brett, about experiencing the parks, like just like walking around, absorbing what what's going on in there. Like, I, I definitely think that's a good idea. If you could do that, that would be an amazing day. I've I've never succeeded in doing that. Um, and what what I would say though is Epcot, although it's probably the the weaker of the, the Disney parks, it's still really good. Um, it's it's actually I think my wife's favorite park because uh, you can just walk around and drink and eat and experience stuff um it's it's better than you think it would be although there's quite a lot of construction work at the moment which is semi ruining it for everyone yeah i've seen a lot of construction work at the minute which yeah i i guess it's a shame although you you see the the crane over you know cinderella's castle at the end of magic kingdom all the time and and can you imagine turning up and you have spent all that money and you've spent all that time and this this amazing amount of excitement walking down Main Street. And there's like a crane just hovering in the middle of your photo that you couldn't wait to get. I, it would be soul destroying. Well, that that's one way of looking at it. But I have heard someone else say, actually, it's, it's very rare to see a crane. So actually getting a picture of you and the crane is actually more rare than getting a picture and just the castle. So you could, I would imagine, I'd imagine there is very <laughs> few people going to Disney to see cranes. It's not just a crane. It's, it's a magical crane at Disneyland. So it's worth seeing. But no, I think uh, there was wasn't there a time that they did the castle in some mad like pudding like costume and it utterly destroyed the cosmetic of the castle and everyone complained and so they had yeah. to do it. They made it like a cake for was it it's was it it's like twentieth or thirtieth birthday uh, and they put this massive overlay all around it. They basically covered the castle in big shiny bits of plastic that looked like cake and it, it was horrific. Um, they one point TP'd it. They they literally yeah, cut stitch. it uh, for stitch. They covered it in toilet paper. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not even a massive fan of its new colours. You know the fact that it's slightly now pink. It's, it looks a bit a little bit more uh, uh, Paris orientated as opposed to the white and blue. Um, I'm not even as much of a fan of that as as the original colours. So I, I there is lots of things, but it's because you get this. Like I said, you get this like rose tinted glasses versions of it through vlogs and YouTube videos that you watch of going, oh, my God, it's going to be so incredible. But you forget about the 12 people around you that are going to be proposing at the same time. You forget about the child that's screaming there. You forget about, you know, some idiot having an argument over like so I can imagine so many dreams have been destroyed at the foot of that castle. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Okay, all right. So, Brett, um, have you got any burning questions you want to ask us? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know. I, I know you've asked me what park I would specifically go to. If you were to choose a park to go to, you have one day, uh, you go into Florida, you have spent all this money to go, but you can only go to one park. 
which park would you actually choose to go to? Who's that aimed at? Is that aimed at Ryan? Ryan, it's, you first. Both, yeah, go for it. Oh, so I think it depends whether you've been before. Um, if I could only go to one park, I would probably go to Magic Kingdom, I think, personally, because um, ultimately it is the, it, for me, that is the best park in Orlando, ultimately. Um, it's the park that immerses you the most, that gives you the most, like, feels, basically. I would say, for me, if I had to pick one, uh, so if I, if I was coming off a cruise or something and I had a day before my flight, I would go to Magic Kingdom. That's where I would go. If I was staying at Universal Way and I only had a day, I would probably go into Islands of Adventure, uh, definitely, um, mainly for... You know the um, you know going on Hulk or something like that just to get a a bit of a thrill uh, before I got my flight home. So to me, it, it depends on the circumstances. But it would either be Magic Kingdom at Disney, Islands of Adventure at Universal, definitely. Yeah, I think the default is going to be Magic Kingdom just because it's it's Magic Kingdom and it's where the castle is and it's it's like the classic the classic like representation of the brand basically it's it's the center of of disney in orlando um i think though for entertainment for me it might be like hollywood studios because there's a lot to do there now and the lands are quite like so star wars not my favorite land but it, there's quite a lot to do and to see there. It's quite, it's quite cool. There's quite a lot of things you can explore, um, and the cast members properly get into it, which is nice. Um, you've got, you, and you've got like classic rides as well. You've got um, the Drop Tower um, name. Name has popped out of my head. Ryan, help me. Was Tower of oh, Terror? Oh, Tower of Terror. Tower, it's, no, it's still is, Galaxy, it, it still is um, Tower of Terror. No, no, it's still. Okay. You're at Disney. It's uh, in on the West Coast. It's changed, but not in uh, not in Orlando. Sorry, this is what happens if you film on a Sunday night. I'm too tired to, <laughs> to interact with people in a sane way anymore. Um, yeah. Tower of Tower. At, sorry, what <laughs> Tower of Terror? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh no, I'm I'm spreading my madness. Um, but like you've you've got you've got a lot going on there. You've got Toy Story World, which is really cool. It's a really good theme as well. And there's some really cool, like little little places you can go and eat now. I don't know. I think it's 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 quite a cool little diverse park. Um, so I'd, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss that. Um, I, th- I think if you've got young kids, it still has to be probably you know Magic Kingdom. But otherwise, if you're a bit older, Hollywood Studios is probably a better call. Okay. Yeah, I I did wonder. It, do you just go to Magic Kingdom because? Because because it is what it is, um, and at that point, are you are you going just for these kind of these sort of like false memories that you've been projected on YouTube, like we were like I was talking about? So it's quite fascinating. Um, one other question though, and and it's quite interesting that none of you have, have brought it up really as well. Would you advise to not do SeaWorld? Or would you say, no, give it a chance? There's obviously the debate of the, the, the ethical debate of SeaWorld, which, you know, that's another conversation to be had. But 
regardless of that, is SeaWorld good as a, a park as a whole? Or does it feel a bit more amusement park with some kind of themes that surrounding water in some way? Is, is, does it not really hit the same spot as the likes of Universal? I, th- I think that it's, as, as like a roller coaster fan, quite a good park. I think it's 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 more like the bush garden experience you'd get um you know elsewhere um because it's it's all all owned by the same brand anyway but they've got some really good really big roller coasters it's sort of a little bit more for for adults um it's got some you know the the food is a lot cheaper uh, we went on like a meal plan which was a, an amazing value thing where we could eat loads and loads all day and it wasn't that that expensive um it all seemed very roomy there wasn't that much of a queue to get on any rides it was a really enjoyable day actually i'd I'd definitely recommend it i I think it's it's something that if you've if you're there for a little while and you get a little bit bored of disney give it give it a shot i would say that sea world is fast becoming the anti-disney there's always been this talk in orlando of someone opening a frill park a park just for frill seekers and I would say that if any park could become that, it's probably going to be SeaWorld because SeaWorld are just building roller coaster after roller coaster after roller coaster. And to me, it's fast becoming that kind of roller coaster destination. So the, for me, I would say it's definitely worth going. The issue I have with, with the coasters at, at SeaWorld is none of them are jumping out of me as being, you know, like that. none of them is Iron Guartsy. You know, none of them are Sheikra, none of them are Cheetah Hunt. That like Mako, for instance, is is a B and M hyper, and I can guarantee no one can draw the layout of Mako off the top of their head. I probably could for other roller coasters. I I definitely like, can. Make Mako is brilliant. Mako is such good fun. Doesn't appear to be that great, and I don't know what it is. Whether I'm... it's down to the marketing of the park. Or, or what it is, but there's just nothing really enticing me. I remember Manta being built, and I was like, this is cool, so, so cool. And then I'd immediately forgotten about it, and I don't know why. And that's another really good coaster. Like, it, it, it's, I, I've not had an experience, like, because it's a bit like Air in a way, but Air feels really tame in comparison because you're like doing a loop, like a weird inverted loop at a, a, at a strange angle. Yeah, the pretzel loops are, are renowned for being incredibly intense. Yeah, and like it, it dips you really low to the water, and you get some water effects come up as you're going down, as as though you're splashing and actually sort of making impact. Like, there's some clever details on those roller coasters, and like Mako, I, I sort of saw it from a distance from a different roller coaster, and I thought, oh, it looks like just a big dipper, basically. It looks like Pepsi Max kind of kind of thing. And then I got on it, and and it completely blew me away. Like it was, it, it was, it was really good fun. Like you don't have any bars coming down; it's just like a lap bar, and you get a really good sense of freedom, and you get some some airtime, and it's really fast, and the views are amazing from the top. Um, so I don't know, and and what what I did is I bought the the tickets with Bush Gardens tickets, like as a combo. And it, it reduced the price as well. So it, if if you're doing one park, it makes sense to you know to do 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 both. I'm kind of surprised, Brett, though, because I would have thought you'd have been definitely into Journey to Atlantis because that is a really good dark ride slash water ride slash coaster. 
uh, and it's a really unique, fun experience. When we went, it was really quiet, and we just went round and round and round in circles on Journey to Atlantis. And, uh, you know, if you're into, like, Valhalla, then you've got to be into Journey to Atlantis. It is a really good... Also, I would say Kraken is surprisingly fun. That is a really good ride as well, is Kraken. That really surprised me, because when you look at it, it does look like, oh, it's a kind of, you know, standard kind of coaster, but actually it's really, really fun. So I, I wanted to do the VR version of Kraken, but they took it away before I arrived and never reinstated it again. I, I've seen the videos of the VR version, and it looks just... It looks like a VR coaster. Not enough said, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it'll definitely have been terrible. But I just wanted to do. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have probably just thrown up. I think so. It's not for me. Okay, all right. So we'll wrap up there. Then we'll pick up this conversation again in the future, Brett, because uh, I'm sure you'll have lots more questions and I do uh, have lots more plans that you've you've got. Um, okay, so before we pop off, then Brett, do you want to remind people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at brettjones92, uh, which is where I just post all my general stuff. Uh, you can watch my YouTube show that is My Haunted Hotel, which is a uh, weekly episodes of people being terrified uh, in a haunted hotel, which is apparently now people are saying the world's most haunted hotel. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, and Dan, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on on Air Club. So we've got a, a TikTok channel that I started a few weeks ago, which is doing all right. Um, so you can come see some little snippets of me flying with some people. Uh, we've got the beginnings of an Instagram channel, which is on underscore air underscore club, because I couldn't get the the original on Air Club domain, unfortunately, or handle for that for that service. And I'm starting my YouTube channel this week, so I'll I'll keep you posted next time I'm on. Excellent, excellent. I look forward to that. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, if you enjoy the episodes and you haven't already, then just remember to follow or click subscribe. And if you really enjoy the episodes, then leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on YouTube as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again real soon. <laughs>